Welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill, and today's quote is by Milton Erickson. Allow yourself to see what you don't allow yourself to see. Mm. I like mm. that one. Okay, so we have an amazing guest for you today. This is Joanne Selinski. She is the author of Awakened Soul <laughs> Discoveries of Healing, Self-Love, and Spiritual Growth, and the co-author of two books for the Michael Newton Institute, Wisdom of Souls, and Llewellyn's Little Book of Life, Between Lives. She is the founder of Soul Source, an alternative healing center, offering services and workshops for those seeking balance and serenity. Uh, she is a spiritual counselor and hypnotherapist certified by the Brian Weiss Institute in Past Life Regression and the Michael Newton Institute in Life Between Lives, hypnotherapy. And in addition to her practice, she teaches soul planning and life purpose to audiences interested in understanding and uncovering patterns of beliefs. Okay, now you see, right? You're getting this. You know I talk about beliefs, so we're going to cover a lot of the same stuff. We, She has a, an amazing full bio, so make sure to go check everything out in the show notes. But right now, I really just want to bring her on and introduce you so she can share her story directly with you. Joanne, welcome. Thank you, Heather. It's a great pleasure to be here this morning with you and your audience. Oh, it's so nice to have you. Now, I shortened your bio because we can go <laughs> on and on talking about it, but why don't you personally tell us, is there anything else that I should be adding for folks about how you got to where you are today? Well, actually, there's just one little detail. Um, my current work is my second career uh, for 35 five years almost, I was a social welfare executive. But what's noteworthy is way back when, literally 45 years ago, I read Raymond Moody's first book, Life After Life. And it was that book that set me on my lifelong journey to understand ourselves as eternal beings. So really, the most important thing that people could know about me is that I myself am a seeker. And I have spent a long time, 45 years um, searching for a deepening understanding of ourselves as eternal beings. Oh, wow. That's amazing. You know, when you said that, I feel like there's that, that pivotal moment for so many people, right? For you, it was that mm -hmm. book and it started your journey. So for those of you who are listening right now, think for a moment about like, what is that that thing, that, that experience or that book or that resource or that person that sparked that for you? Because I love that. So hmm, let's see, where should we begin? How about you tell us, Joanne, about your work as a spiritual hypnotherapist and counselor and and maybe even dive into your soul school program because I just love that soul school it's just so cool so share with us a little bit about that 
Okay. Well, you mentioned a few moments ago how um, important you understand beliefs are. And just so your listeners can get what sounds like very fancy terms, spiritual counseling, spiritual hypnotherapy. Hypnotherapy at its core is about helping people change beliefs. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to play golf better. You want to get a higher score on an, on a standardized test. You want to be able to walk through your own kitchen without needing to open the refrigerator and have a snack with spiritual hypnotherapy. We're actually seeking to go deeper to connect to our eternal self through just a deep, much deeper techniques of getting people into trance. And through that, what we've learned from that tens of thousands of people who've literally connected to their eternal self is that in fact, as humans, before we show up here in an individual life, we're, we make a plan. Now, to, for this to make sense for the listener, let me just um, paraphrase my favorite co- quote from uh, Chardin, who's a French philosopher, who basically reminded us that first and foremost, we're spirits who are having human experiences, not humans having spiritual experiences. Mm -hmm. Now, when you make that shift and you realize that you're an eternal being who continually reincarnates, then it's not much of a stretch to understand that before you come here as a soul, you literally make a plan for the life. Now, by the way, just so what soul school is, is an eight, eight month program in which I help the people, the participants understand how they can look at their lives and figure out what their soul came here to do. Mm. Not everybody's interested in doing spiritual hypnotherapy. And in fact, one doesn't need to, to have a really good idea of what you're here to do, what your soul came to do, not what you, the human personality wants to have happen or achieve. It's a okay. totally different way of I, looking at it. You know what? It. We have to dive deeper into this, Joanne, because um, I work a lot with helping people with their purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And so there, there's the purpose that we're like thinking about, right? Which is that humanness. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. you're talking about is a deeper purpose. Mm-hmm. Soul focus. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Can you share a little bit more about how to maybe get beyond one level to the next level? Sure. Well, it's interesting because so many of my clients, when they um, tell me what they want to understand from their regressions, say, I want to understand my purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Well, uniformly, when they connect in soul state and hear from the higher beings, including their highest self, their fullness, which by the way, is so grand, we can't pack it into these human bodies. But anyway, when they hear from that fullness of self and the higher beings who counsel them, they learn that most of us are actually here for an interior purpose. Mm. Now, we can achieve that interior purpose with what we choose to do in life. But uniformly, the spirit guides say, choose to do what makes you filled with joy and peace because the soul actually comes here to achieve things. And I'll give you some good examples that, that resonate for a lot of people, but in a moment, but we come here as souls to, to do those specific things, but to never lose sight of the fact that we're divine beings. Mm. Now I have a metaphor I'll share in a few minutes about what happens 
when we start incarnating that we forget. We literally forget that we're a spark of the divine. And so our soul's ultimate goal is for us to remember that. And to do that, we have to get rid of, if you will, I call it the schmutz. It's, I think, a derivative of a German or a Yiddish word, but schmutz, the garbage that gets laid on us through successive lives. Mm-hmm. So, for example, some of us have challenges of self-worth. Others have challenges of self-acceptance, which, by the way, is a slightly different thing. Mm-hmm. Others of us can't forgive ourselves. And those real-life challenges actually impede our effort to live in joy and peace through whatever means we've decided whether I want to be a baker, a lawyer, a a mother who who stays at home and, and teaches her kids at home, whatever our external purpose, we're here to achieve these internal things. Mm. I think that's really helpful for people to understand the, the difference there. Yes, it's a big, it's a very big difference. And by the way, when we get, when our soul reaches a point, it begins to whisper. Okay, so for people to understand this, people have intuition. Intuition, by the way, is our highest self speaking to us. So I urge people, pay attention to your intuition, your gut. What is it trying to tell you? Therein lies the direction your soul wants you to take. But when you get off course really far, the soul starts, if you will, metaphorically speaking louder, yelling. And if we really get off course, that's when we find ourselves um, overcome with disease, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it be emotional dis-ease or physical dis-ease. We actually have life crises. Our partners leave us. We lose our jobs. We lose our financial security. When those things happen in life, it's meant for this, from the soul's perspective to get us literally to stop in our tracks, take a look at our life, how we've been living it, and start to listen to the internal voice. And the one thing about life on earth, and I love living on earth. I love earth. I'm not one of these people that can't wait to not have to come back. I love being here. It's a wonderful place. But when we're here in life problems, we all, we often lose sight of that inner voice. And what the life problems are actually trying to get our attention to do is start listening to the inner voice. Mm-hmm. You know, what's really interesting about that, Joanne, I, I, I hear you so loudly because I've been um, in this journey for some time, but I grew up in a home, hearing how important work is, mm-hmm. so this mm-hmm. concept mm-hmm. of joy being <laughs> the goal is like, no way, I can't, what? That's so right. foreign to what right. I was taught. But that's when everything kind of aligns, when things are easier, when you're in flow, yes. is when you're yes. in joy, when you just allow that and don't get in the way of it. Absolutely. Yes. The beauty is. Yes. You know, years ago, decades ago, actually, one of my first trips abroad, we, my husband and I encountered this couple. Anyway, the punchline is this. The woman said to me, oh, I feel sorry for you Americans. You live to work. Yes. And she said, we Brits work to live. And 
I'll be honest, my for decades, I was a workaholic. I'm still working on it. I'm a recovering workaholic <laughs> because like you, I got that message that, you know, so um, essentially, though, once you realize that this is a cultural thing, mm-hmm. um, the United States, our country, and there's there's some others when you travel um, and, and you meet people who are from other world, uh, other parts of the world that you see, they live like that, too. We drive ourselves now, but it's no coincidence. It's no coincidence that there's a huge number of people who despair. And the desperation is reflected in the huge number of suicides, the incredible number of people who are losing themselves through drugs and alcohol. I mean, it. we are despairing as a culture, and in part because we've, we've taken on this belief that we have to achieve. Yes, yes. And yet, despite our achievement, our souls are crying for the attention of joy and peace and the remembrance that we are divine beings. Mm, 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 mm. This is good stuff, Joanne. All right. Y- you know, we were chatting before about relationships. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think we're in alignment here with mm-hmm. so much that can be learned. Can you share with our listeners about what you think that the soul learns through relationships? Yes. Well, I'll start by saying, notwithstanding everything that we, quote, learn in a book, our true learning how to live and how to be is in relationship with other people. Mm -hmm. Now, unless now, and I'm sure your listeners aren't in this category, unless you've chosen a life as a monastic in a in a community that doesn't interact either amongst itself or with the greater society, unless you're, you know, you've gone off to a cave in the Himalayas to directly connect to God in that way, you are someone who's learning and living in relationship. And so everything we humans learn about living and being about being is through relationships. Well, that's how the soul learns. So the soul is learning through relationships. So it's no coincidence that the difficulty we individually might have in one relationship or another is a clue that that's what your soul is here to learn. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because you think about the relationship as the forum within which you're learning. Now, not to go too far into this, but actually as eternal beings, we're, we travel through eternity in a group. I happen to call it a soul family. You can call it whatever you want. But each time we incarnate, we are inviting members of our eternal soul family who love us to death to play key roles in the upcoming life. So not only are we the star, the director, and the the writer of the play, that's my upcoming life. I'm also the casting director. But what that means is I need to accept that even the difficult relationships have been cast by me. Most of us have, right? That's (laughs) mind blowing, Joanne. Go ahead. Say that again, please. Stop there, right? We have cast even the most difficult person, the most difficult relationship we have we have invited that person to assume that role because we either want to learn something, we want to heal something from the past, or we need to balance something. And 
ba- bringing balance to things, even good qualities like responsibility, bringing balance to qualities is essential. How do we do that? We do that in relationship to other people when we step on their toes, right? And we get on their nerves <laughs> and they argue back or they push back. And then we learn that our idea isn't necessarily the right idea. So we believe, believe me, it's, it's a really powerful idea because by the way, once you accept that you've invited that person to play that key role, you're on the path to forgiveness. Okay. Mm. Because you move beyond blame to looking for, and this is the big question. It's not, why did this happen to me? Right? Most of us, when something bad happens, we say, why did this why happen? Me? <laughs> why me, right? The question we should all ask is, if I planned this, what did my soul want me to gain from whatever the this is, right. whatever this right. challenge is? What did my soul hope for me to gain? And that's why my soul set it up for me to gain that lesson, that healing, et cetera. There's ownership in that. There's yes. responsibility. And then the, you know, then you can move forward with it. So have you seen um maybe some common challenges among your mm-hmm. clients? Yes. Actually, it was seeing those cha- commonalities that led me to write the book, mm-hmm. um, my last book, Awakened Soul. And those challenges were self-acceptance, self-worth. People not understanding that within loss, there's tremendous lessons for ourselves, mm-hmm. ultimately self-love, self-compassion, and how that manifests in self-care. Mm-hmm. So I saw a pattern in the people that were coming to me, all very spiritually oriented, but all of whom had real life problems that were getting in the way and robbing them of peace and joy. And what they learned in their sessions was how was that life challenge meant to be a pathway for them to go deeper into peace and joy and experiencing their, their connection to the divine. Wow. Wow. This is awesome. So, so let's dive a little bit deeper. Let's maybe dive into self-acceptance or self-esteem. Let's talk about that a little bit, a little bit, a little bit deeper. Okay. All right. So to, to fill this in, just follow me for the um, listeners who might not believe that they've had past lives. Let me just say this particular person, (laughs) I'm going to call her Marie just for the moment. So Marie is a young, uh, early thirties, highly educated, was, had a great job. And she came and she told me that she was intending to start a new business, totally different, not related to her academic background, but she was doubting herself. She just, Mm. she had this huge doubt. So in hypnotic trance, she found out that several hundred years ago, she was in the um, Union Army during... uh, no, excuse me. It wasn't the Civil War. I'm sorry. Back up. It was the Revolutionary War. Ooh. She was fighting for the colony. Mm-hmm. And she was a man in that life, by the way. And this is one of the things we learn in regression is that we choose our gender. There's a lot of things we choose in a lifetime and gender's one of them. And she went back to a lifetime and she was a young man who had voluntarily joined to fight for um, the colonists, even though, by the way, he was from England. 
Now, what happened in his lifetime is he overheard something that turned out to be quite a large and important secret about a tactical decision that the generals had made for a, a future uh, activity in the war. And he, despite his gut feeling, shared it with someone because he was trying to, to use modern words, fit in mm-hmm. and seem popular as if he had this big secret to share. Well, it was a big secret. And in fact, the generals had to change the strategy, abandoned that. And what happened to him was for his, the penalty for doing that is he was sent back to England. So he was sent back in disgrace. His family was thrilled to have him back, even though they lost their social standing in the community because it was quite a big deal. Mm -hmm. Okay. So from that, from that life experience, he carried forward a belief that he couldn't trust himself. The soul, the soul learned through that experience. Now it was a false belief. Okay. It was situationally attached, but he carried forward this false belief. He couldn't trust himself. Mm-hmm. So fast forward a couple hundred years, Marie comes and what she's describing is not being able to trust her intuition that she could be a success in this new business, even though it had nothing to do with her training. So happy to tell the visitor, the listeners fast forward that Marie, after this session and the insight she gained, developed the new business. And when I talked to her just about three months ago, she told me despite COVID, her new business was a huge success that she could not have imagined the success she had. And it all boiled down to reaching the origin of this false belief that she couldn't trust herself and couldn't accept her own judgment about something. So that to me is a good example. Hmm. So, so question, if, if people are on this path of seeking and learning and they've been trying different things and it's just not like you, you think you have it figured out, but you don't really have it figured out and it, things aren't working. Is it, do you think that that might be a clue that there is a deeper soul related issue? Um, maybe. Yes, maybe. The truth is the path is a long one. Okay. Right. And the reality, the simple truth is eternity is a very, very long time. (laughs) And I talk about eternity all the time, but I just want to say in my own defense, look at the James Webb photos right now. They're only peering into time 3.8 billion years. But if you can, even think about that, you realize time, there's no beginning and there's no end. So, Mm -hmm. so let's start here. The truth is we have a long, long time to learn all these lessons, heal them all, balance them all. Now that generates a lot of frustration in humans who like me and maybe you want to get it done and have been taught, oh, just try harder. That's right. Just try (laughs) harder. Now it's paradoxical because the path the real path involves going deep within in quietude. Yes. Okay. In either meditation and or prayer. Mm-hmm. And so it's the paradox of reminding yourself that the true path is that quiet, peaceful joy that you carry inside that our external lives in the United States and elsewhere 
are very chaotic and busy and very noisy lives. We're moving around all the time. And so you, 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 all, you have to have a split view, right? To, mm. to, 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 in my view, to stay calm, you have to have a split view that you're both here on earth in this human life, achieving human things. But at the same time, you're this eternal soul who's using this life experience to learn certain things and heal certain things and to not beat yourself up for seemingly not reaching the end destination. Yeah, because it's a long time. That's right. You That's right. Get it this time around. That's right. Which mm-hmm. is the, by the way, in my view, the joy of having the opportunity. You know, souls wait. They wait to come into human life. So, those who are listening are having human lives. We've waited to have them. We wanted to have them. By the way, we don't need to choose to come back here. So, if we're here, we wanted to come back because, by the way, it's a it's um, we, we refer to it as the soul school in part because it's expedited learning. It's the fast track because yeah. it's quite hard. It's quite hard. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is this is crazy. So how about um, forgiveness? Forgiveness is a topic that mm-hmm. comes up quite a bit, whether mm-hmm. it's forgiving someone else or perhaps mm-hmm. forgiving ourselves. What do you think? Well. Uh, for sure, it's a it's a two way street. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back to what I said a few moments ago, if you really can hold the idea that whomever has harmed you, well, first of all, let's say this: whoever you can't forgive has rent free space in your mind and heart. Yeah. So, forgiving someone else is for you. It's for you. It's your benefit, you know, the irony is many people who we hold emotion about who we can't forgive, they don't even know. They, they don't know. It's not given. keeping them up at night. Absolutely. Now, if you think about that, it's really quite ironic. Here we are, you know, grinding our teeth, you know, getting emotional about it. And they don't even know they've offended us because they hold different beliefs. They have different experience. So first and foremost, forgiveness is about yourself. Mm-hmm. Right now, I heard Oprah uh, years ago say this, and it, it really struck me. I was reading all these books about forgiveness and trying to understand it conceptually. And I heard Oprah say, forgiving is about realizing that it could not have been any different. Now, that's quite Ooh, profound in and of itself. Because, right. Because what it recognizes is that at any moment in time, even people who are doing their best, their best might not be good enough, but they're doing their best and their best may result in harm to somebody else. And when you add that mm. context into the fact that in repeated characters who are doing things to you that are harmful, you've invited them so you can what get over something, learn something, heal something. Um, it, 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 it takes it to a different level. Yeah. It creates the, you know, I think it shines light on the path to, to reaching that point of, of, of true forgiveness. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's really, really interesting. Um, so 
You know, I feel like there are people out there like me right now who are listening and they're thinking, you know, I might want to pick up Joanne's book. I might want to learn more about the awakened soul. So can you just take a moment and share with them how they can find you and any other resources that you have for them? Sure. Well, my website is one of the best and it's as simple as my name, joannesolinsky.com. My social media contacts are listed on Linktree for the young audience. I have to tell you, (laughs) when I found out about Linktree recently, it was from someone who's about 25. And now I understand that all the young people know that Linktree lists all your social media. So I'm Joanne Selinsky on Linktree. The other thing is I'm really excited about is I have a YouTube channel. Now, it doesn't have a lot of content on it yet. But just recently, I uploaded a series called Living a Soul-Inspired Life. Mm. And it's three videos talking about the first video is you're an eternal being. The second's about the soul planning process. And the third video is about soul family. So if you want an orientation to what we're talking about today, that's a good place to go. And people who want my book can get it on Amazon. That's the easiest way. And if you're an anti-Amazon person, you can ask Barnes & Noble to order it for you. But (laughs) it's not sitting on their shelves. I'll tell you that. You just have to wait a few days to get it. So that's where it is now. It's available in um, print and um, ebook. And uh, soon, in about a month, it'll be available as an audio book as well. Wonderful, Joanne. That's fantastic. Okay. So as we bring the show to a close, I always like to ask if there's that one little additional nugget that you need to make sure that our listeners have. Well, I think it would be where I started. It's really for each of us to remember we're divine. We literally started our series of incarnations, who knows, eons ago, being spewed out from the all that is. And we're individual sparks of that. And if you can remember that and hold that, that alone will get you through the worst days. Mm -hmm. And you can build upon that memory of yourself and knowing that within yourself is that peace that we're all desperate to find. Mm, 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 mm. I love it. I think that's going to go on your quote. I do a quote from everybody. I mean, there's so many different ones, but I think that one's going to go on there. Well, thank you so much, Joanne. This has been amazing. Listeners, if you love the show, share it with a friend, leave us a review. And once again, just have a beautiful week. And we look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks, Joanne. Thanks, Heather. Lovely to be here.